Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Had a great question sent in to me from Joe on my Instagram page. And Joe said, mate, I'm looking to get into sports cards. What do you advise going for in the NRL cards market? And look, mate, the the NRL cards market, it's not really the same as your um, American sports, your NFL, your basketball, even your soccer league over there. The soccer stickers, I know that they're getting very big as well. The NRL market isn't quite as high. And to be honest with you, um, as you guys know, I've always been pretty keen on footy cards in the lockdown last year. I got right into it. I was opening up those footy cards for you guys. You've seen that I've been opening up a heap of footy cards recently. I've still got hundreds of packets sitting here in my studio that um, I use for content and whatnot. And look, for, for me right now, the cards game in Australia, it's not heading in a great direction, if I'm perfectly honest with you. I think if you have a look at the Elite Series that's about to come out, I think in August, um, there's just so many goddamn cards now. It's ridiculous. Now, you look at... Two or three years ago, I mean, you would collect the key signature cards or the young gun signature cards, and there might be a black and a white version. So, for example, one that I've got is Victor Radley. I've got a white and a black rookie card from him, signed by him. So there was a white one. I think it was out of 50, and I think the black one's out of 130. So I got both of those. So that white one, that's a pretty special one. He obviously has won two premierships now. Uh, He's one of the best lock forwards in the game. So that's a card that I'm really excited about having. And for me personally, that card means a lot to me because you all know I love Victor Radley. Now, you look at the cards now and all the signature cards. I think in the Elite Series this year, there's five different varieties of cards. So, for example, you might get like a Jack Whiten red, blue, yellow, black, you know, and like the red might be out of 100, the blue might be out of 70. I'm just sort of spitballing these numbers off the top of my head, but it's something that I've noticed more and more with these cards is that it is simply just a money grab. It is just ridiculous. And I, I kind of think they're starting to kill the hobby, to be honest with you. It's something that I'm seriously worried about. I got right into this whole cards business and 
you know, trying to turn over better cards and trying to razz them. A razz is where you put up a card, you know, in a Facebook group and you say, oh, there's 100 spots. Each spot costs, you know, $2.50. So all, all 100 spots get filled. You might be someone that buys 10 of those spots. So you buy 10 spots, each spot's $2.50. means that I get $25 from you to have a 1 in 10 shot of winning that card. It's randomized. The winner takes it. I got right into that for a while there. It was great fun. Geez, I had some fun with it. There was cards that, you know, the real legend sort of signature cards that I turned over. I know that I had one. Um, I had one. Who was it? Alan Langer. I had an Alan Langer car that I brought for two hundred. I razzed it for about four hundred and fifty. Yeah, which was you know a hundred spots at four dollars fifty each. These cards are so rare. There's only a certain amount of them. Alan Langer. He's you know one of the all time great legends. It was in a nice case and everything. So I made about two hundred and fifty bucks off that. I did that with a few signature cards and whatnot. Uh, but you know now and now it's just getting harder and harder, especially for the really keen collectors. I mean. You know, like, just just going back to the Jack White example, there are a lot of very keen Canberra Raiders fans out there that collect footy cards. I think the Canberra Raiders, they probably have the biggest following when it comes to cards, along with the Broncos. The Broncos have lost a bit of traction recently, but a lot of Canberra Raiders fans are very keen card collectors, and some of them that are willing to spend a lot of money. Now, they had... Corey Daly signature card, a legend card that came out last year. And I mean, it was like the White Whale. It was the same as their John Bateman signature card. That was incredibly hard to get. Um, that was only out of 100. So, you know, like they were so rare to find and they were so good to have. Uh, and there was so much, the price of them just went up and up and up because there's so many Raiders fans out there that collect cards that were willing to pay big money for them. Um, whereas some of your other teams, and it obviously depends on the player, that is that is selected from each team. So, you know, like the South Sydney one a couple of years ago, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they've got a big following as well. I think they had Braden Burns, who wasn't really as popular as some of their other cards they have. They had Adam Reynolds last year. That one was hugely popular. A lot of Rabbitohs fans very keen on getting their hands on Adam Reynolds. I think they had a Cam Murray card a couple of years ago as well. So it comes down to the person on the card and where their career is at as well. Now, if I was to say anything to you, I would say... Go for the young guns. I would be going for those sort of rookie cards. So as I said, I don't really collect that many cards anymore. The main guy that I always collected was Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. Now I sort of I sort of fell into that because I I managed to just hit two or three really rare cards of Roger that were only limited to about fifteen in existence. I managed to hit them, and I thought, fuck. You know, if I'm going to collect someone, I might as well dive into Roger. And I'll be honest with you, I was sort of getting over it because it was costing me a good whack of coin to be able to collect all these Roger Tuivasa-Sheck cards. And then he announced he was going to Union. Now, my hope always was that Roger would be able to win a premiership for the New Zealand Warriors, as rogue as that is, as out there as that is. They've built a fantastic squad now, and I think it would be very interesting if he did stay. Um, but obviously, all this COVID stuff has happened. He's now going to New Zealand rugby, and I've got to be honest with you, as much as I've been collecting him for four or five years, I've got every card from when he started at the Roosters to right now when he's at the New Zealand Warriors. I've got to tell you, I was kind of stoked because it meant that I could stop collecting Roger Tuivasa-Sheck cards, which were costing me you know, probably close close to two grand a year. It it is ridiculous when your guy that you're collecting is one of the main guys, and you try and get all those cards and complete a collection because it is so expensive now. And I'm very nervous. They've got the elites coming at the end of this year in August, I think it is. Sorry, and um, you know, if Roger Tuivasa-Sheck is a signature card there, as I just said with the Jack White example, I mean, there are going to be so many Roger Tuivasa-Sheck cards to collect that I'm going to have to make a decision: Do I want to complete this collection that goes for about ten years or so, or do I just give up on this one and save myself? 
you know, two odd grand there. So, um, and that's the difficult decision that a lot of people are having to make. But if I was you, mate, and you were trying to make a little bit of money on these things, I would be going for the young guns. Yeah, I'd be going for the young guns that you think have huge potential, that are limited numbered cards, that are probably signed cards. So you think about, you know, if you were to have, let's say, all the Sam Walker cards. Like, Sam Walker, he, he's only got one footy card out at the moment, yeah? And it's one that... um. It's one that uh, NRL traders do. They do a player in focus each week of the NRL. So they pick one player who did well that week. They make a card out of them, and you have to order it. It costs about $20. But what happens is they open it for 24 hours. You order this card. So if you were to order the Sam Walker card, for example, and then it gives you a number a numbered card of how many people ordered it and what numbered your your one is. So, for example, Sam Walker in round eight, I believe that was the game against Newcastle that he did really, really well in. They made the first ever Sam Walker card for that game. So I brought one of them. I think you'd be crazy not to if you're a cards collector. That is officially the first ever Sam Walker card that has been made in rugby league. Yeah, so massive there. I got number 134 of 153. So the first ever Sam Walker card that has been made... There's only 154 of them. I brought it for like 20 bucks. Now you think about Sam Walker goes on to have an unbelievable career. He's got a, he's got a lot ahead of him, of course, and he's got a lot of obstacles he needs to overcome. But let's say on the really high end, he becomes one of the best halfbacks we've seen. Which I mean, he's got the ability. He's playing at the Roosters. I mean, I'm not saying he will be. But that, that path is definitely laid for a Sam Walker to potentially be able to do it. For 20 bucks there, I mean, if we look back in 15 times and he's finished his, his career with a couple of premierships, you know, and I'm not saying he will be. Don't message me and say, how could you say that? Let's say he enters the immortal debate. He's right up there with the best of them, which, you know, is going to be incredibly difficult. But there are going to be guys that are going to do it. I mean, if I said this to you about a Cam Smith card in 2002, people would have blown up and said, what are you talking about? But that's the reality of some of these careers how they go. He's in a good system. He's got all the talent in the world. He's got rugby league pedigree inside him as well. He's a competitor. I mean, getting a Sam Walker car for 20 bucks, then in 20 years' time, if he is in the immortal debate, all of a sudden you've got, you know, I've got one of the 151st ever cards of Sam Walker that was made. And you just don't know where the hobby's going to go from here. I will tell you this, though. If you're trying to make a really quick buck and turn them over quickly, it's going to be difficult. It's very tough. Yeah, you are sort of looking at the long game. I've probably got... Jeez, I want to say four or five thousand dollars worth of Roger Tuivasa-Sheck cards sitting there. I'm hoping that long term he potentially comes back to the NRL and maybe he can achieve something after the All Blacks journey. And I sort of think, imagine if Roger does come back and he wins a premiership. I mean, all of a sudden he becomes the most valuable guy in New Zealand rugby league history, one of the most valuable guys in rugby league history. All of a sudden those cards they could be worth something. But it is something that I really enjoyed hunting after those cards. The links you have to go to to get these cards, especially some that are only limited to like fifteen. Like I. I've got two or three Roger cards that are limited to under 15. And I mean, when when you think about that long-term, you think about the amount of boxes of cards that are never opened, the amount of boxes of cards that are sitting in storage somewhere, the amount of boxes of cards that are brought by people who might be New Zealand Warrior fans, who might be general fans, they get a Roger Tuvasek and they just collect them. They don't trade, they don't sell them, they're not part of the online presence, so you never see those cards again. The amount of cards that are, you know that are brought by parents for their kids as they come home from the servo, that those kids get it, and you're never going to see that card again. It's going to be damaged, it's going to be ruined, it's going to be lost eventually, yeah? So there are so many of these cards that are so hard to find. The, the Roger Tuvasa-Shek one that I've got that's out of 15, I've only ever seen four more of those, yeah? I've only ever seen four more of them in existence, yeah? There's only 15 of them. I've got one of them. There's only 14 more out there, and I've only seen four other ones, yeah? So there's another 10 of those Roger Tuvasa-Shek cards that I've never seen, and I have been... 
Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Obviously searching for Roger Tuivasa-Shek cards for a long time now. So every single Facebook group, I've got my filters and everything set. Whenever there's a Roger card or his name's mentioned on those page, I, I, I get a little tab that comes up. Only ever seen five of them in existence, including the one I've got. So there's another 10 out there somewhere. There's probably a couple still sitting in boxes in a factory somewhere in a warehouse. Someone's storage. There's probably a couple of kids that have got them that they're never to be seen again. There's probably other collectors that know how rare they are and, and they've just pocketed them, never to show them on social media, or on Facebook in any of these groups or anything. So... You know, th- these can be really hard to get, and it is good fun chasing them. It is a real journey. It's good fun. You, you meet a lot of really good people as well. But as far as money-making goes, mate, some of the names that I would be looking at, I would be definitely be looking at Sam Walker. He'd probably be number one for me. I think Harry Grant, he would be right up there. Uh, I'd probably have those two at the very top. Reese Walsh, I think he's going to be a really popular guy moving forward as well. He's one to keep an eye on. Um who else could you go for? I, I always like Victor Radley. He's a guy that, for me, he's already won two premierships. He's going to be at the Roosters. I, I think he's going to be a club captain there eventually. He's a local junior. I think he's going to be worth a little bit moving forward. Obviously, your Cam Munsters, your Ryan Pappenhausens, these sort of guys. You've got to look at the clubs they're in, the systems they're going to be playing in, what they're going to achieve. Of course, you know Cam Munster's going to play Origin for the next six or seven years as well. Like You've got to take all these things into consideration. But I would be looking at the young guns, and I'd be looking at someone that you know, you might think is going to be a real star. Like, you might think Reese Walsh in 10 years' time is going to be the best player in this competition. Collect Reese Walsh cards. You know, he hasn't had a card as well yet, but he had a rookie card that came out a few weeks ago. In round 11, he played a really good game, same as the Sam Walker one. So I grabbed one of those. I got number 85 out of 112. So there's only 112 of those Reese Walsh cards made. There was a Harry Grant one that was made last year, and I dived all over that like a wet sock. I was just into it straight away. Uh, That one was only limited to about 90 people from memory. I've got that one filed away. There was a Stephen Crichton one. I I grabbed on that as well. Uh, You remember how keen I was on him last year. So as soon as he got his first card that came out, I was all over that. But you need to have a look at the um, at the range that's coming out in the elite cards and have a look at who you want to target. There's a master set at the moment. I think this year it's Darius Boyd. For me, I think that's a pretty poor selection. I don't think too many people are going to be really keen to chase Darius Boyd cards from his whole career. As much as it was fantastic, he's not a very well-liked sort of guy, you know what I mean? Whereas last year, they had Billy Slater. Completely different kettle of fish. Those Slater cards are worth a good bit of coin. You've got to think about, too, at the back end of careers. For example... Cameron Smith cards from last year, his last ever season, he won the premiership. I believe there was a jersey card where they take a little snippet of one of his jerseys and put it as part of a card. That was a case card that was worth a lot of money. I think there was a Cameron Smith one and then there was a Chanel Harris Tavita one. Now, if you think Chanel Harris Tavita is going to be the real deal and he could be a guy that could bring success to the New Zealand Warriors in the future, you need to be getting your hands on one of those cards. You'll pay overs for it. You'll probably play, pay close to a grand to get that one card. I think there was only five or ten of them made. So that one would be worth a fortune. But if you believe Chanel Harris Tavita is going to have success in the future, I mean, it really could be anything. As I said, it is the NRL card game is very different to the NBA and the NFL. It is a completely different ball game. You're not going to make the same sort of money out of the NRL cards as you would in the other ones. It's more of a hobby, to be honest with you. And it's more of a hobby that 
I, I, it kills me to say it, but I think it is dying out a little bit because it really is a money grab at the moment. But if you are looking to get in some cards, I would be looking at those key young guys that you think in the future could be anything. But be prepared. Sam Walker, for example, it's going to be a matter of time until he has a signature card and a couple of other cards that are going to be numbered. He's going to be worth a heap. I remember Payne Haas. He had a signature card really early in his career. It was only limited to 100. It was probably the rarest that year because everyone knew how good Payne Haas was going to be. I was lucky enough to get one of them. And, I mean, most of those cards are going for about 100 bucks. I had offers of, you know, $250, $350 for that Payne Haas card. And I sort of thought, you know what, I'm going to hold on to it, and then I'm going to start to collect all the Payne Haas cards from now on. And, I mean, within 18 months, mate, the, the, the amount of money you had to spend to have all the Payne Haas cards was beyond belief. And it's going to get even more expensive as his career goes on. So something to keep in mind, I ended up selling my Payne Haas one because it was just too much. I just rolled it into Roger Tuivasa Shet cards. Of course, he's gone now. So that one stings a little bit. But you look at a guy like Ryan Pappenhausen. I know that he's already had a few limited edition ones come out. I know that he had one last year that was limited to just 15. That one was very popular. I'm not sure if Tom Travojevic has had a signature card come out yet. I'd have to investigate that. But he's another guy that you could potentially look at. And if he gets a limited amount of cards come out eventually that are limited to five or 10 or a really low amount with a jersey patch, with a signature, I mean, those are the real gold mines you want to be getting your hands on. As I said, you don't go into NRL cards expecting to make a heap of money. It's not like basketball cards. It's not like NFL cards where they're trending directly in relation to how they're playing on the court or on the field. It's a little bit different with NRL cards. The audience is a little bit smaller and you've got to be smart with who you're investing in if you're planning to sell them back. Brisbane Broncos, Canberra Raiders, from my experience, those two are very popular. If you've got good cards in those, people will pay to get them. There's a lot of fans in that category. You look at like a Nathan Cleary, he'd be another one that you'd definitely be looking at moving forward. I know the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they have a big following. The Dragons, they always tend to have a big following as well in the cards game. Newcastle as well, a lot of people very keen on them too. So keep in mind who you're targeting. Do a bit of research before you dive into it. But for me, I'd be going for those young guys that you can potentially get them cheap now and then sell them off in the future for a bit. Sam Walker, Reese Walsh, Harry Grant, these sort of guys, they're real standouts for me moving forward. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit